This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is January, December 31st, excuse me, 2018. Everybody be happy and safe this new year. And as always, we do a rapid reaction to the Falcons. This is the last week for the Falcons. And we're I, I got Calhoun with me. Are we, we going to continue this through the um, postseason? I mean, yeah, it's the playoffs, so let's crank up a little something. Well, you know, we'll spare it. We'll see if something bad happened. We'll do it or not. But. Yeah. I mean, this was meant to be a Falcons thing. And as usual, the Falcons let you down. So now we are, you know, just doing – we're just wrapping up because we said we would. And before we get started, do you have any plans for the new year? Nah, not really. As you, nobody's doing nothing. I don't know. Anybody on Digital Dare? Are we doing anything there? I don't think so. I mean, life done changed. Digital Dare and his babysitting this New Year's Eve. So. <laughs> there you have it. Hey, life come at you fast like an outside linebacker blitzing. So. Or like a, or like a nut doing a good porno. Hey, there you go. But um, as always, rapper reaction. We're gonna talk for the Falcons for a quick second. So let's go on to get to the Falcons. They did pretty good. I, I wish they didn't win that game. Jameis actually looked very good yesterday, and probably gonna lead in with a problem. Well, they already said they're keeping him. And sorry to cut you off. This is going to be an action-packed episode. We got, we got a lot to talk about, from firings to, yeah, so, you know, the Falcons probably going to be the shortest part of it. So, go ahead and say your thoughts for the Falcons. Yeah, Jameis look good. They got to keep them only because you just look at the landscape of the uh, of, of the NFL and quarterbacks. We talked about that last podcast. Also, you should be able to get him at a good little deal. Jameis West ain't no $100 million quarterback, so you shouldn't be paying him as such. So, his, he should able to, it's like when you're working, you want to, you want to work. You want to get paid for more than you do, right? And then the old editor. Yeah, you always want to be overpaid and underwork, right? Right. So I think they can be, they can underpay and get good quality out of James if they can work the angle right. But the, the game actually was good. That was a lot of good games yesterday, and the five was one came out to the last minute field goal, which I wish they didn't kick so they can get a better position to draft. But so what? Uh, they hung their head on seven nine. I don't know how that to hang your head on. Uh, Julio and Matt Ryan ended with some good numbers, and so did KZ. Now KZ is tied for the league lead in interceptions. That's nothing to bet your eye at. Still cheating with the Pro Bowl. Is it a chance um, he can get in as an alternate? Because that is a that is a, a a travesty. I think he has to get. In. I don't know what's the bigger travesty. Actually, him or Matt Ryan not getting in. Matt Ryan ended with third. Motherfucker had four thousand nine hundred twenty nine passing yards. Thirty. Five TDs and seven interceptions. Would you say he was one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFC? Who, Matt Ryan? Yeah, this year. It's no doubt. I would say he's number three. You say he's number three? Maybe. I mean, I, I would put Russell Wilson and Drew Brees ahead of him this year. Oh, yeah, that's what, and that's where they go. Yeah, but he's he's one of the three, and his numbers are better than both of theirs. Yeah, but, you know, it's not just numbers, right? But anyway, uh, agree. Uh-huh. Agreed, but I'm more I, I'm more outraged at KZ than I am at Ryan. Uh, I'm 
I'm with both. Man, Ryan had, like, like they were said, this is his second best season he's ever had. I don't know if the season he had better than this was his, was his MVP year. So, so let me, I, you have to. Let me ask you this. You talked about Jameis. I don't see how you can pay Jameis another long-term contract. Like, we always lame me, and we we always stand up for the black quarterback because they don't get no chance. But this is one motherfucker who's getting a chance. And... I don't know. Him and Mariota are probably the most. I don't know what to make of their class because neither one of them are horrible, but neither one of them are good. And it's average. Yeah. I wouldn't even call them average. I'll call them slightly below average, but not bad. But let me ask you this. What's the over and under of total Pro Bowls combined for both of them? If you had to set a number, how many Pro Bowls do you think they'll make combined in their career? Two. That's a very low number for number one and two picks in a year. I mean, it's been other number one or two picks aren't going to make them at all. I mean, but they're not very good. And the only reason why they're average is because the lead quarterback is not good. So they're at least middle of the road, and I think they are that. Jameis showed me a lot of stuff, and I and, to, and right now I take him over Mariota, especially now that he's quiet. So he keep his dumb ass quiet. It's a no-brainer to me which one you take. I mean, he better than Mar- Mariota, but neither one of them, like, if – Neither one of them are good. Like if your franchise were getting either one of them, you wouldn't be like, "Hell yeah, we 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 not we we got it now." Depends on your franchise. I, I don't think neither one of them changing in the franchise. Man, man, that's a lot of trash. If if the Arizona Cardinals got them, that's a hell yeah. If 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 my New York got them, that's a hell yeah. I take them both over Tannehill. That's a few franchises. They are, but that's I mean that's taking a four over a three or a five over a three. I mean it's not. Neither one of them were like to me. I I I if any franchise in the league can they make a franchise better? Yes. Can they? You put them on Miami. They win one more game in Miami. It's not like they make Miami a threat. You put them in Arizona. Arizona don't be the worst team in the league, but it's not like they're they go from worst to first. I mean, they just all in the same blood category. It's just some of them in the higher. Put it like this: they know better than Andy Dalton. I agree with you. There's no disagreement. So, but it's interesting. I mean, you brought up a bigger point because quarterbacks of quarterback playing just choices and quarterbacks have gotten a lot of people fired this year. And, you know, we were going to talk about the coaches and, you know, we can talk about that now, but like one of my big segue, but let's finish off with the Falcons first and get your thoughts and opinion on it. I mean, they just, they're stupid. So they're what you call short term, smart, long term, um, long term, stupid. Like okay, yeah, you could say you got you went one seventy nine. You got you did good. You won some of your games, but like long term, you need that draft position. You need to figure out who can play and like playing Matt Ryan, Julio, Sanu. If one of them got hurt this year, your next year is screwed. So like I, I, I understand why you do that. I understand why Dan Quinn does that. But that's when somebody who sees the big picture, like, hey man, we don't need to play none of these motherfuckers. Like. We know who we need to keep, and we know who we need to get rid of. Like, the people we played, we already know what they can and can't do. And, like, I feel like it was a travesty to the organization, to the fans to do that. Because now, how many positions you – how many spots you think they slide by winning that game? Or even the past two or three games? Yeah, well, the last three. I mean, they just beat Arizona, who ain't been a shit. But Carolina had the sense, had sense enough – to sit their starter down in Cam Newton. The, the other part about that, to expound upon what you're saying, we have people that were bad 
battling with injuries players. Julio was battling with injury. Why why are you playing Julio Jones? Uh Deion Jones was coming off a damn near season long injury and you knew we wasn't going to the playoffs, so why would you even play him? You should have sat him down. So it's those kind of coaching mistakes that should have had Dan Quinn in the same role, in the same position as Todd Boyle, uh Ty Bowles, um Dirk Cutter. Adam Gates, like he should have been one of them. It was just a travesty. It's so bad. They were talking about you need to fire off the coordinators. If you need to fire both your coordinators, chances are you need to fire the head coach. Yeah. I mean, Dan Quinn and Dimitrov gonna survive another year. And you can think about it what you think about it. I think we both agree they shouldn't, but you can make a case why they should, you can make a case why they shouldn't. And we've done that on this podcast several times, so we're not gonna go down that road. But you know, there are coaches. Game, though, it was a good game, and it was a thriller. Both sides, neither team should have had some of their stars. And like Mike Evans should not have been playing the game. Julio Jones shouldn't be playing the game, unless it was incentives in their contract. I think they already had beat incentives in their contract. But once they did, we should have incentives that should have been pulled. But all in all, it was a good game, and it was a good show. A lot of Falcons, but it was a who gives a shit, it didn't matter game. And matter of fact, it was a shoot yourself in the foot type of game because if you would have went on ahead and lost the last two games, you would have been top five pick. Easy. And last time Matt Falcons picked in the top five, they got Matt Ryan, right? Because they traded for Julio, but the last time they actually themselves picked top five, their own pick was Matt Ryan, right? I believe so. No, nah, Jake Matthews. What was Jake Matthews? He won top five. Mm. Mm, I don't think so. He was top 10, not top 5, I think. So, yeah. All right, so we were just talking about that. So let's go on the run. We're going to go to the coaches. What do you think about the coaches being fired? Someone was needed. It just shows you also how the NFL is moving quickly. They're not giving a lot of these cats time. But I think some of that reason is because they're not hiring good the first go round. So I think coaches, I think coaching quarterbacks have the same problem. Like it's hard to find the next great one because none, neither one of them get time to develop. So I'm gonna go through a, fa- a, a rapid fire, a list of who got fired, and we are gonna say if it's if it's bullshit or if it's warranted. Okay, mm-hmm. that's probably the best way to take it. So we can hit all of them at one time. We'll start off on in the AFC. I mean. We already know about Hugh Jackson. We don't got to say too much about him. What about Ty Bowles for the Jets? I think he's out himself with a bad team. It's going to take a long time. Somebody in the barbershop said this the other day, black coach should be so happy to get a job, they don't even consider some of these jobs aren't good places to go. And I don't think the Jets was ever a good place for him to go. You're completely right. I said this on the podcast Two years ago or three years ago, I said they won't make the playoffs because they had Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. And Ryan Fitzpatrick cost them. Think about this. That man, they tried that man out with a quarterback. They sat him with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown as quarterback, and Sam Donald as quarterback. So, of course, he wasn't going to win shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's fair to him. I think it's... Com- well, take out the Patriots. Just... Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole thing. Nobody went to Patriots on a division like 12 years straight or something like that. Yeah, but He's Buffalo done been to the playoffs. Miami done been to the playoffs. So, like, you can go to the playoffs in that division. It's just the bullshit they sat on him with is completely laughable to think he would do anything other than what he did. And your points are valid. Some, he's, black coaches are just so quick to be the man. They don't, look at, they don't look at the shit they got in that position. And so, like, he just had a whole bunch of shit that he wasn't going to succeed at anyway. So... 
So there's an old saying, ain't all, all money ain't good money. All coaching jobs ain't good jobs. And that's what he did. So it came, uh, you know, I'm either way about it. I can see them finding not enough time. It's the new NFL. That team wasn't about to win. He wasn't about to turn no corner with that team anyway. I don't think no coach was turning the corner with that team. I don't think no coach. I don't think Sam Darnold was the man. I don't think no coach was turning the corner with the Jets. So they gonna have to. They got So if nothing else, you got to revamp that, and you can't go with your fan base two, three more years because everybody not in line. So this is not going to be an excuse to try to develop a, a, a rookie quarterback when y'all chose the wrong rookie anyway. So I, I, I thought it was coming anyway. Next one, Van right. Joseph from the Broncos. I think it was premature. That was very fast. You don't know. And y'all brought that trash-ass Case Keenum down here. That team ain't together. Since that team has been boshed up, I mean, they need – he needs to be a better coach. But they don't. They didn't get him time developing. They didn't get their team time. So I think that he just covers up – I think it's bullshit, too. I think it's – I think they just used that to cover up John Elway's shitty general manager. He threw a Hail Mary with Payne Manning, and that worked. And he hasn't been able to draft a quarterback or get a quarterback since. So, like, I think that you just use him as a scapegoat for John Elway's shitty GM. So, yeah, I think we both can say Vance Joe for bullshit. I was just saying it covers up John Elway's shitty general manager. But I think it was both. I think it was premature, but I, I don't think that I don't think that cat is a good coach. So you can't have a trash GM and a, and a bumbling coach. Because when he did take that job, they still had a good defense. And he, if nothing else, run the ball and play defense. And that's a basic football strat. That, that's all you can lean on at, at all times, even if the if the league gets to a passing lead. Just run the ball and play defense, and they can cover up a lot of your mistakes. And so he he was above his – he was playing above his, his talent level or skill level, and you can't saddle that with a trash GM. And that's what Elway is, honestly. Yeah. Marvin Lewis next on the list. He's stepping down. That been ten years too long for Marvin Lewis. They should have been got rid of Marvin Lewis. What? It had to be at least by 2014 because me, you, and Mr. Mob did a podcast, the quarterback coach steakhouse comparison, and you know we were on there saying you, the Marvin Lewis and the Dalton combo they should keep, and you were vehemently against that. You, with your last breath, were screaming that one of them should go, and it should be Marvin Lewis. Do you remember that? Yeah, Marvin Lewis should have been after the Carson Palmer, TJ Hushmanzada, and Chad Johnson move. They should have been got rid of Marvin Lewis, man. Marvin Lewis is the reason why they don't go progress. And then one of them years they had like ten Pro Bowlers, and they had the best football team assembled. And Marvin Lewis just cannot get it. He can't coach. He ain't it. He been not it. I do remember that podcast. That's why I was saying that. And it's just, Marvin Lewis ain't it. Marvin Lewis ain't it. This is, this is easily, if you don't even want to say 10 years, this is six years late. Marvin Lewis should have been out of Cincinnati. They gave him more than enough time. The good people who run the Cincinnati Bengals have nothing to explain to me. I can't say nothing about them in black coaches or whatever. They gave no. that man more than enough time to deliver on the promises he should have delivered on. Think about this. He's been coaching almost with the, he's been coaching the same team about as long as Bill Belichick been coaching the Patriots. Ain't nobody else even close to those numbers. I'm in my late thirties. He was coaching when I he was coaching the Bengals when I was in college. Come on, man. 
Bro, I just turned 21. I may have been 20 when he was coaching the Bengals. He was coaching the Bengals when I was in college, and I am in my late 30s, almost 40. It's, it's been time for Marvin Lewis. So he's warranted. The next candidate, the next person is the Dolphins. They fire Adam Gates. It, it's it's such a shit show down there. It's hard to tell. They just got rid of Philbin. You bring this motherfucker in, like one, you can't start that coaching carrot that carousel shit because no one you'll damage your franchise. Y'all, they trading their coaches too fast. Now I don't know if he was the guy or not. I'm not gonna say that. I don't watch enough of them to know, but. I know he's not moving the needle, but you also have Ryan Tannehill. I was going to say, you ain't got to say whether you can coach or not. Ryan Tannehill, damn sure ain't helping your cause. Like, you go back to these Jameis Winstons. Tannehill in that class, he's at the bottom end of that class, but they're all in that same class. And, like, with those cats, unless you're God, you're not going to win with them. And so... And on the flip side, the last couple of years, they've been depleting his talent. Like, they had Lamar Miller. You don't have him no more. They had the... the, the they had, then they had Adams down there one time. And they had the boy who's up there in uh, Cleveland who going the hell off and he been going off. Landry. Like, they've been depleting his talent these last few So, I don't know what he's supposed to do. They keep dimming his roster. So, I, I don't know. It don't matter who. Again, that's the Todd Bowles job again. It don't matter who you put down there. They get screwed. We'll gloss over real quick that these the motherfuckers that didn't make it to the end of the year. You said Hugh Jackson. What you thought about the Hugh Jackson? I mean, it really ain't nothing to say about Hugh Jackson. Like, their success. Let me say something about Adam Gates, then we'll talk about Hugh Jackson. Is that okay? Yeah, come on with it. I just think Adam Gates, I think he's a decent coach with a shitty quarterback or below average quarterback, and I, that combination very rarely succeeds. So. And a subpar team, they literally keep taking his talent. He lost both his wide receivers. He lost his running back. They keep taking his talent. The hell, didn't it Jai even come for their life? They lost more than one running back. So, I, I don't know. Their GM is trash as well. Yeah. Let me, um, you asked me about Hugh Jackson too, right? Yeah. I mean, their progress after he left shows a lot about Hugh Jackson. It does. Like that, like you know, I'm all for giving black coaches a shot. You know, my God, they. I don't know, and you know, I want the people. I don't think you could hold back in football, but it seemed like they were holding back in spite of that. It seemed like they, in spite of that motherfucker, they wanted to show that they can play. And that just speaks a lot to him. I think a couple of things happened with Hugh Jackson. One, I think he did a horrible mistake in hiring Todd Haley as an offensive coordinator. He he killed him. And he was trying to backstab him, end up shooting himself in the foot and backstab him. I also think he, Hugh Jackson's not a good coach. Not yet. But I also think he was a similar song that it would have took off. Keep in mind, this is Baker Mayfield rookie year. But, again, he wasn't even starting Baker Mayfield. And you can see Greg Whedon, That's It's quiet up there now. So I agree with you. Them cats went 7, 8, and 1. And they had, they had Baltimore on the brink yesterday. They almost won that game. They came back and almost won. So, Hugh Jackson, now he, he needs to stick the coordinator. Yeah, that's 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 his ceiling, being a coordinator. So, yeah. I mean, that motherfucker went one and thirty-one in two years. Well, take out so that's whatever, right? Maybe they didn't have the talent, but the minute they no 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 no, no. 
this is an NFL team. You don't go 0 and 16 and then go 1 and 5, 1 and 15. No, that's an excuse. I don't give a damn who you are. Yeah, I agree I with that. I don't care who you are, what your team is. You have an NFL team. That's inexcusable. I don't care how close the games were. There's only two teams in NFL history that's went 0 and 16, and they're one of them. And then he doubled down with a 1 and 15. No, they could have got rid of Hugh Jackson the next year. Well, I mean, again, we don't have to repeat the same points, but when he left, what they've done is an indictment on him. So I think we both agree Hugh Jackson is a warranted fire. Correct? Agreed. Let's go to the NFC and Mike McCarthy for Green Bay. Uh -huh. Yo, there you go. I was about to say Mike McCarthy. Yeah, well, okay, go ahead. You hated Mike McCarthy, so I'll let you take it. You never liked that much. <laughs> I think it's both warranted and bullshit at the same time. Okay, how? I think it's warranted because he's the reason they haven't won and won't win anymore. They win in spite of him, so that's why it's warranted. But on the flip side, he did win the Super Bowl now, so some yeah, of that is years ago though. Yeah, so but still, the Super Bowl? when did twenty twelve they won the Super Bowl? Okay, that's over five years ago. So what is the warranty on the Super Bowl? Five years in my mind. Well, he's outlived What do you think? I think it's been time. I think I think he don't have it, but I also think again. So whenever they fire coaches, it usually be a coach GM thing because there's a failure with both of them. And I have to say that again. I've been saying for the longest. Aaron Rodgers has the worst contract. When he signed that contract, he had the worst contract in football. Not because he's not worth it, but you can't build nothing with him as quarterback as long as he had that kind of contract. So your drafting has to be impeccable. Your team has to be on point. And that means you're going to have to have a dynamite GM and your coaching going to have to almost be flawless. Neither one has that. So he was well overdue. They have been steadily on the decline on the decline for years. So let me say let me say something. I think that 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 gets hidden in the firing of McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers is declining too. Like I don't think nobody talks about that. And I I mean again, he still could be a B plus or A minus. But that lights out Aaron Rodgers. We know we got a chance because we got Aaron Rodgers. I think that ship is sailing, and nobody wants to acknowledge that part of it, too. That discount double-check Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fading away. So, I think that he got – I think he's not a good coach, but I think he get, he's getting caught up in the decline of Aaron Rodgers, too. And nobody sees that part of it. Agreed. So, all right, next is on the list is the Steve, Card the Steve Wilkes for the Cardinals. Man, that was a little bullshit. You have no idea nothing with that, man. Who fired somebody after a year? That makes no sense. And if anybody seen how bad that quarterback was, like, he's he's video game bad. Now you playing a video game, it's all kind of fluke stuff going on. You fumbling, you making all kind of dumb decisions, you getting blowed up. Like, he's that bad. That was trash to fire him. You should have never gave him a shot. That seemed like it was. They they hired him as a bridge to something. Whoever they trying to get, whoever they pulling out. That what that seemed like to me. Mm -hmm. So I say this. I do think this. I think that Mike McCarthy getting fired. People want to grab him now. So I think they're trying to be the first in line to get Mike McCarthy. But why the fuck would you go there? Like their GM is probably the. In a league put full of shitty GMs, he may take the cake. Like, Arizona has no... Larry Fitzgerald's probably still their best player. 
which is a testament to him, but also what the fuck are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Like Josh Rosen may be the worst quarterback pick since Ryan Leaf. Like, and that's I'm talking about on the field. Josh Rosen looks horrible. Like he looks horrid. And I I mean, I think you saddle him again with a horrible team and mad because they're horrible. Like, how could they expect him to be more than what they are when Josh Rosen sucks as much as he does? So, I think it's complete bullshit. He historically sucks. Like, I, I've probably seen about three or four games with him. I think the first guy I seen was the Falcon game. I seen the one, uh, they went back and forth with uh, Seattle, actually. I think I seen one more. He historically is a horrible first-round quarterback. Like, he should never be. He should have never been in the game. And they were talking about him. Like, I looked at his stats, and like, I think he got 2,000 yards passing, but he took over after, like, week three or something. Oh, he got early. He dropped in the fire early. He really was starting to play. Like, they cut Sam Bradford. First off, he went and got Sam Bradford. And that's what I'm saying to GM. And they guaranteed him his money, so. That 20 million. They gave him 20. Hey. <laughs> Sam Bradford, one of the reasons we talk about white quarterbacks so much, him and, white and black quarterbacks so much, him and Fitzpatrick, the GM should be fired. Arizona's just, they're a shit show. I just hope the GM gets fired because he's trash. I just so. hope another black person don't try to go down there and get their trash job. That's what I hope. Don't get saddled with that job, especially hire somebody after a year. And I think that cat should get another opportunity because that, that was trash. Yeah. Tampa Bay firing Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter, your guy. It been time. Dirk Cutter ain't nothing more than a. He's nothing more than a coordinator. So what did they say about Jameis Winston then? <laughs> He's better than you think. You think so? Man, Dirk Cutter track. Well, that's why they offense look like that. Like Jameis Winston put up numbers. Uh huh. But that's why they offense look like that. But you can see it, man. I'm, I'm going back looking at this Rosenbaum. He had 11 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Jesus Christ. Jonathan, get out of here, high fire him. But Dirk Carter can't. Why? I get Dan Quinn all the time. And, you know, New York got a trash coach. Man, Dirk Carter can't coach at all. I don't see enough Tampa Bay game. They can't coach. Their offense is high powered, though. You seen their numbers yesterday? They, their numbers for the season been going off, and that's weak. Him throwing the team off with the whole Fitzpatrick Winston nonsense and the like. Listen, I think a lot of their numbers are garbage time numbers, though. Huh? I think a lot of their numbers are gar- garbage time numbers. Nah, they be shoot. They be slinging enough. They always slinging the ball there. They never stop. They have a they have an offense that they run. It, <laughs> it ain't garbage time. It's not like they up and then people pulling starters. They nobody pull. Starters in the NFL. Well, I'm saying like they yeah. down by 20 and they just throwing the ball around because they down by 20. They were down 17 zip to the Falcons in the first. And that's the, the point. Falcons. And that's my point exactly. So, of course, your number. But folks came back and it took a two second field goal. It was 32 to 31. They were winning. But most of you know, I think most NFL games go like that. But, okay. but that being said, they come in and not the game. They shoot themselves in and not the game. And their offense is very, it's good. But Dirk Cutter can't coach at all. The man who coached better than him is was coaching defense. I don't know if Mike Smith still coaching defense, though. No, nah, they fired Mike Smith for midway through the season. so Because he had the worst defense in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's it for all the fired coaches. Let, before we get to the actual power ring in the playoffs, 
do you think that were any like who do you think are the biggest losers from this year from not making the playoffs? Not making the playoffs. I got one team in mind. Pittsburgh. Nope. No, that mine. Who's yours? Minnesota. That was my second one. I thought Minnesota further than I thought Pittsburgh. To me, they tied. For one thing, you got rid of Case Keenum and overpaid for Kirk Cousin and didn't go nowhere. Somebody should get fired for that. That's a fireable offense. I agree. And this is the second or third time you said somebody should get fired. The GM from Minnesota should get fired. I said if they don't make the playoffs, like he got $84 million guaranteed. So, they can't even get better next year because of that contract. And I, and I thought it was four years I was talking with Pi. It's, it's three years. Yeah. That motherfucker getting paid. And for what? Like they said, his record is five, four and 25 against winning teams. Like we talk about white privilege at quarterback. He's the definition of it. He trash. They could have got Alex Smith. Why wouldn't you just stick with Case Keenum if you I we said it on the podcast. If you're going to go get Kirk Cousins, you could have stuck with Case Keenum. And some teams vibe better, so that's what we had a debate about the Philadelphia Eagles, about Winston, Nick Foles. I think the team is better with Case Keenum than it with Kirk Cousins. Now, which one is better? That's up for debate because they're very close. But I think the team is better with Case Keenum. But somebody definitely should get fired from that department. That's nonsense. Yeah. All right, so let's you know, go ahead. Go ahead. That whole Minnesota duo. I ain't you with it. You see, you see what else, you know? What else is funny? What? Did you notice the fall off of fucking the great white hot, the great white hope? Who thieves? Fell off, didn't he? I mean, you got Kirk Cousins quarterback. Can you blame him? He went the fuck off. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he got thirteen hundred and thirty, but he was like the bee's knee for a long time. Well, I mean, he, you know. White athletes get overvalued, especially in non-white sports, right? You know what I'm saying? He's good, but he's not Julio OBJ. He's not on their level. They were making him to be that. Yeah, he's he not on their level. He's the level below that. Whoever's – he on cats like ball when he, he in their group or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but I don't know. Huh? Now you talk about Minnesota, let's spend some time on Pittsburgh. That's 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 what I was saying. Mike Thomas should get his dumb ass fired. And I have no no control of his locker room. No fuck went on when they start losing six games, slide or something. And they were losing games and they had no business losing in the craziest kinds of ways. Like they lost against Denver when when Ben Rossberger threw the pick in the end zone and Stop right there. Stop right there. Ben Roethlisberger don't have it no more. And I don't think nobody wants to say admit that. Because he led the league in passing. Is that and that's what you go by? But he he throws the killer pick, makes the dumb play at the worst possible time, and nobody wants to admit that. It's hard to admit that when he going for fifty one there. He had more, and he had he had fifty five thousand one hundred twenty nine yards, thirty four touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. Now and again, nobody wants to admit he's cost them a lot of those games you're talking about. Yeah, he did. So in in every game you saying they should have won, Ben Roethlisberger did something killer that cost them the game. But he's above reproach in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, I mean yeah. you can't move on from him, but you can't. He holds the team. He holds the team hostage. He thinks he's better than what he is, and he's overvalued when he really is probably 
He's probably a, more of a liability than the asset at this point in his career. And nobody. And a matter of fact, he led the league in interceptions. So, exactly. So, like, right now he's more of a liability than the asset. And nobody either A, doesn't realize that, or B, can tell him about it. So. And I think that's where the coach will come in. Because he can't tell him nothing. Then I, we talk about who might talking about have control because of them players speaking out with Le'Veon Bell because of Antonio Brown a uh, video in the locker room. He doesn't shut Ben Roethlisberger up none. Like, he should tell him to shut the fuck up. He bl- Ben Roethlisberger throw everybody under the bus. And it's crazy coming from a rapist. But he throws, I'm going to keep saying he's a rapist because they don't want to bring up some of my other people. He, this rapist throws everybody under the bus at all times and takes responsibility but none of their actions, none of his actions, ever. I'm, I'm with you on that. And it's funny. When he throw them under the bus, they just let him make it. Like they, they let him live. Don't nobody come back at him. And when he fuck up, nobody, nobody go ahead and shoot him back. I know it's crazy what he, he want. You talk about white privilege. He walk around with blinders on with a big ass mouth. How's he not more of a target is beyond me. And he went for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown big enough to call him out. And if they get rid of me, so be it. I go to another city. And make more money. Yo, like that didn't, that don't, that didn't jive with me. We should, Antonio Brown should have stood up for himself. Man, he a coon and a tap dancing motherfucker anyway. That's what most of them are, though. Well, I ain't gonna call him a coon. I'm gonna just say he should have stood up for himself. I'm saying he, he a, he a suck ass nigga. I'll say that before I say a coon. All right, I'll give you that. He a suck. But he right his career is basically one for one with Bill Cow right now, which is interesting to me. Yeah, it is. His career is basically the same as Bill Cowell, but if they fire him, I still think it would be more on the BS side, but I can see in the city with high expectations how it would be warranted. Right. So that's it. Let's go on and go talk playoffs. Which, what you want to say about the playoffs so far? Man, it's going to be some good teams. I think the Saints come down here to Atlanta. Let's see who can beat them. So, yeah, we were talking about NFL playoffs. And as the playoffs get started, I think one of the easiest things to do is kind of power rank the teams. Or not even power rank. This DigitalDaring.com podcast. And we don't do power ranking. We do steakhouse comparison type thing. So we're gonna break out our tried and true gimmick and going to put teams in steakhouse groups. Is that all right with you? Let's get it. All right. So we always go from best to worst. I think we'll do the same thing in this one. So let's go. Who's in the Bones Morton's Creme de la Creme group? I mean, right now you got to say Kansas City and you got to say the Saints. I think those are the ones that haven't fell off. Like they've steadily been what they've been the whole time. Saints have some questionable losses, but they have consistently. And constantly been in the NFC the creme de la creme. And so the same for the AFC for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the difference is, even when they play like the Patriots, shit, you got to come down to Kansas City. And just like with New Orleans, I don't think nobody beat the Saints at home. I hope so, but I don't think so. So let me ask you this. You went slide to Patriots and uh, just our pedigree? No, I've been looking at Tom. Tom, my pedigree, cat, well, let's talk about some cat food, some dog food with Tom Brady. And more to him is Gronkowski. Like, they old, all right, so I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think that 
you know, I would actually just put New Orleans in the bottom sales because, and some of this pedigree does matter. Because would you put and would you put Andy Reid in the Creme de la Creme? I mean, I the same, huh? I would not. So like, I would knock them just because they have Andy Reid as their coach. So like, I I would say right now, sitting in the Morton's Bones Creme de la Creme group is just the Saints by themselves. If it were me, like I'm fine with putting Kansas in there because you believe in them. But if it were me, and I can I, see that. I agree. I, they're the favorite for now. Point blank period. That's who I would be picking. All right, so five Brazil, Fogo de Chayo, that all you get Brazilian steakhouse, that really good steak, all you get, but not quite the bones tier. I think Kansas City leads this group. I, I think they are the group. So let's do Kansas City is that group. You wouldn't put the Chargers in this group? You like the Chargers. You wouldn't put them in this group? Uh, the last three weeks, Phil River been looking like old Phil Rivers. He's costing them games. You wouldn't put the Rams yeah. in this group? No, I don't trust Jared Goff at all or Sean Nevada. It's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you said them two names. Like, it was just, what, six, seven weeks ago they were giving Sean McVay all the head in the world. And, like, it seemed like it's cooled off a little bit. So what do you think about that? They're paying out to be who you think they are. So I think the Chargers and the Rams, I think their demons can hunt them again. I think that's what's can, what can and will happen. You gotta, you're got you seeing why the Chargers, everyone, how the hell Phillip Rivers ain't went? You're seeing why. Phillip Rivers is costing them games. By himself, he's the reason. <laughs> like the start of the first game, I think they, uh, I think they ended up winning that game. But he threw like two picks on his first two possessions, <laughs> and he's been consistently doing it the last about three weeks. Me and you have talked about. I mean, and right now Kansas City the only team in this group, correct? Yes. Me and you will talk, and we're going to let's say the talk for Field Rivers the one we get to San Diego. So the only group you got in Fire Brazil is right now. Kansas City. Kansas City. Nobody else. You want to put Seattle in, though? Oh. Yes, I would. Thank you, sir. Yes, I would. They're the in-between between between, uh, them and Seattle without their run game, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, and their defense up. Seattle, the team who can – I got two dark horses, I'm going to be honest with you. One of them you might laugh at. Uh, One of them might be Philly and the other one is Seattle. I think those are the two. Hold on. Start with the Philly. We had this podcast on our quarterback steakhouse comparison 2.0. I know we'll forget this. Me, you, BB, and Big Jack. And we spent, out of an hour and 15-minute podcast, we spent a good 30 minutes talking about Nick Foles at various points in the podcast. And I asked you guys, I said, you don't even ask the question about Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. And everybody was like, the only person who said maybe is BB. All y'all like, hell nah, you take Wentz. You take wins. I like, man, you at least ask the question. And if I'm the owner, I at least ask the question. And my football people got to convince me not to. The man won Super Bowl in a city that's never won Super Bowl. Like, you can't overvalue that. You keep saying it, and I'm still going to disagree. They're in a, in a conundrum, and I told you that podcast. I'm glad we don't have that. Yeah, but, like, all I'm saying is y'all would, like, don't even ask the question. I wasn't saying do it. I was saying at least ask, ask the, the question. question. You can't let, you cannot let Carson Wentz go, no. Why not? So right now, Carson Wentz is prone to be injury prone and decent, decent to good and injury prone. Right now, the be- right now Carson Wentz' biggest ally is youth. That's all. That's it. Listen, there's a man around here that has an average to below average wife, and but she's good enough for him. There's also and she does all the hard stuff, but she fell in some areas. He fucks around with some bitch at a goddamn warehouse. He works in a warehouse. He fucks around with a bitch 
and this regular bitch sucks the best dick he's ever had. He, he's never had a dick sucker like this before, ever. She's amazing. Cannot give up your wife for that. Oh, because she's busted nut that you need. I agree. It's, it's a hell of a position to be in. And that's why I have them where I have them. Because I still don't see them doing it, but they can Doug Peterson. And that's why where this comes in there. I think he has a better connection with Nick Foles than Carson Wentz. So Doug Peterson, Peterson, I think he's the key. And that's the last thing the NFC wanted in the playoffs is that no-name Philly team. Because whatever he does, he does it well. So I think you're not looking I seen two, two teams not Philly run that Philly special shit. Atlanta being one of them, shout out to Matt Ryan. So I think that you are looking at, you're like an old church lady. You're looking at the preacher as the Savior instead of looking at the man upstairs as the Savior. And Doug Peterson is a great coach, but God loves Nick Foles. And that's why God loves Nick Foles, and that's why Philly is a real threat. Yeah, so I was just saying God loves Nick Foles. So I agree with you. I My two underdogs in this whole playoffs are Philly and Baltimore. I really think Baltimore. I think they're gonna make more noise than you think, and I think they're gonna. Well, not to me, cause I got them as a not there. Actually, you don't want to know what I think Baltimore is gonna do, cause you're gonna really I laugh think, me out the room. I think, here's what the Super Bowl could be: Baltimore and Seattle. That's actually what I will bet. That was my so that's actually my bet in Super Bowl. So like my I have two bet in Super Bowls: Baltimore, actually three. I have Baltimore, Philly, not my first, not in any order. Baltimore, Seattle. In Kansas City, Seattle. Those are my actual betting Super Bowls. Like, or can and then number four will be Kansas City and New Orleans. But I really, really like. I really, I actually want to put. Actually, I'm gonna put Baltimore in this group. I'm gonna, and for the simple fact, Lamar Jackson don't blow the game for them, and they have they tried and true recipe to win the Super Bowl. And I don't care what the league is turned into. You run the ball and play good defense. You can beat anybody. And they right. run the ball and play good defense. Right now, that's what's going on. That's how Chicago's in it. That's how that's how the Ravens are in it. It's running the ball and defense. So, so I actually got so let's recap. In that first tier is New Orleans. Uh, why? I don't know. Dude. We might have to do some reshuffle here. I'm fine with it. Talk to me. <laughs> if we both still because like like we said now, one thing that travel is there is a run game. And defense. And Baltimore and Seattle has both of them. And the two things that Seattle and New Orleans don't really have, they don't have defense. Not like that. That's why I was getting a shootout. You mean Kansas City? Kansas City, my bad. Yo, Kansas did. City and New Orleans. They don't really have defense. That's why they stay in shootout. And that's why other teams, that's how teams like the Cowboys can get it, the same scale. Yeah. How do you want to reshuffle this? Because I'm completely fine with reshuffling, but I I like Kansas. I mean, I like Seattle and Baltimore for the reasons you say. You know what I'm saying? I like, like I like Seattle, Baltimore. I'm not gonna lie, I like a little bit of Philly. Oh, I, you know how? I mean, we spent Philly's up there too. Like I would, I maybe we won't need to do steakhouse style. Maybe Let's do this two ways. Let's do conventional with. Where it, what the numbers would say, or how everyone's position, how it would look, because it looked like it would be the Saints and Kansas City in the first tier, and it looked like it would be like the Chargers and the Patriots 
in the second tier. I mean, the Chargers, Patriots, and the Rams in the second tier. Then you know, like the next tier will be, you know, like will be um, Seattle, Seattle, the Bears, and the Chargers. All right, that will be the next tier, right? Yeah. And then after that will be Cowboys, Cowboys Philly, and um, the Colts, and the Colts. Yeah. Oh, and Houston. We ain't saying nothing about Houston. And Houston will be in that too with the Cowboys. Houston will be in the tier over them, I think. I think Houston going to the next round. I think Cowboys. Huh? I don't think Cowboys going to the next round because they catch Seattle. Or who they catch Seattle or Philly? They catch Seattle. Oh, yeah. They're not going to the next round. So, to your point. They are. Yeah. So, the way it's set up now, so let's do it that way. That's how it, it's set up, right? Yeah. That's what it looks like. I think Houston's in that same one with... I think Houston in the same one with the Chargers. I think they're a problem. So, I, so you can put Houston in the same one with the Chargers. I would still... I mean, we doing our steakhouse thing. That may be... That wouldn't even be the Houston's tier to me. That would be the long one tier. I don't believe in the Chargers. I don't believe in Houston. Houston just is in a shitty division. You can say that about New England. Yeah, but New England, again, a lot of what I'm saying about New England is based on previous years and pedigree. True. So I'm not saying anything. All right, I agree. So I'm not not saying the Patriots are good or great or anything. I'm saying this. When the playoff lights come on, they know how to win, and that does count for something. So now let's break it down this way then. We did it that way. Now let's break it down by games. Right? Okay. All right. Seattle, Dallas, who you got? Seattle. All right. I think it's the Bears and Philly. Who you got? I got Philly, but I ain't gonna lie. I was impressed with the Bears yesterday. But I just got Philly. I'm overvaluing Nick Foles until I can't. Let me tell you something. I might have the Bears. I was impressed with the Bears. Like, I'm one of them people. And let me, out of that, top like 10 in interception, the Bears have like two or three. Well, you keep looking at the defense. Their defense is damn great. I'm looking at the off. They're the type of defense who would give Nick Foles props. Let me say that. Point blank period. I'm looking at the offense. Who you got to advance? I got Philly, but I, I think that's the best, most evenly matched game of the weekend. All right. So, Philly, and then who you got? And then there, it's Philly, and then you have the uh, Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Now, Seahawks versus the, versus the Rams. Seahawks. Philly versus New Orleans. New Orleans. All right. Hold so, on now. I got New Orleans. But I don't think Philly will win, but I think they'll make it scary. Yeah, I agree. On the flip side, if Chicago win and they play New Orleans, they'll make it scary. Yeah, New Orleans going to beat whoever, but it's going to be closer than everybody thinks. All right, now you got Seahawks and New Orleans. In New Orleans. New Orleans? Just because they in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I got it too. So New Orleans out of that division. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if Russell Wilson win. That wouldn't shock me. I agree. I agree with you. All right. Now you got the Texans and the Colts in in Texas. I say flip a coin. I just take the Texans because it's in Houston. But I, I'm really flipping the coin on that. You don't believe in Andrew Luck? Not at all. No. Especially over Deshaun Watson. So Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Marlon Beck, Lamar Miller, like they they good. They almost mirrors of each other. Actually, that's what I'm saying. Like I think, I think, I think Texans are better. 
across that line. You just said those three players, but it's not by far. I, I almost think it's even evenly matched. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the tipping point in all of this. Yeah, he way better, but I like T.Y. Hilton too. But they they're tears apart. They're a tear apart at least. So yeah, that may just, be, huh? But you know the in and out. Their defense is tough. I, I'm going with the home team on that one. They so close. I go with the home team. Yeah, I'm just saying it's close. Now you got the Ravens and you got the Chargers, and they in Baltimore. Baltimore. Goddamn right, Baltimore. <laughs> All right, so this is how the Colts always end up skating through because they're going to have to play the winner of the Houston or Indianapolis. You mean the Patriots? The Patriots, excuse me. So the Patriots against the Texans in, in New England. Patriots. Easy work. Kansas City against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm going to Baltimore. I'm going to lie to you. Man, I can't trust Andy Reid, man. I can't trust Andy Reid. I cannot trust Andy Reid with all the car with the cars on the line. You know who else I don't trust? Patrick Mahomes. I don't trust Pat Mahomes with all that flicking the ball and throwing the side on and all that freaky shit. Because in the playoff, everybody locked down and the referees ain't gonna let you get away with some of that dumb shit he doing. <laughs> I seen one drive against the Chargers in the game they lost against the Chargers. They had one drive that was sustained purely by referees on third and longs. They they did three three calls on that drive. Third and long pass interference, third and long defensive holding, third and long like that's how that drive was sustained. I don't trust him. And I don't trust him coupled with Andy Reid. I don't trust that. I go Baltimore. So we agree. Yeah, and this way it get nice enough. Baltimore in New England. The only thing to say New England is that it's in New England. The that's only it. thing. And pedigree. That's it. So you can have a Patriots and you can have a Saints Super Bowl. Who you got in? No. Let's back up. I think Baltimore exposes New England this year. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I just said that's what that's the only thing to give New England a chance in this motherfucker now. Tom Brady look like an old man. It's gonna be 20, 15 degrees out there. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, man. The thing about Lamar Jackson, the thing about Baltimore is that they, they don't put themselves, they don't let Lamar Jackson fuck, fuck them over, right? They don't let him screw them over, which is good and bad because at some point, they're going to need to open it up for them to be, they're going to need to open it up a little bit more. Now, I ain't saying let him throw it around 40 times, but they need to be able to, they can't be as predictable as they were in some of the I games. Think they're gonna make him have to throw. All you gotta do is stack the box, and then that's when he's gonna be in some trouble. I think you can help him out, though. I think it's one. I think he's one of the players. You let him throw first down, throw second. You know what I'm saying? You let him throw first down. You can run second and third. Like you could be non traditional with it. I just don't think. I, I think they don't do a good job of it. So like, yeah, just let him throw early. It could be simple routes. I think that's where a, the good. I think that's where a great coordinator makes all the difference in the world. Good coach around. Cause they don't even run screens, and that's a, that's you can run screens and get them get them warmed up. So yeah, like you can Lamar, he can be where he needs to be through coaching. He can be a lot better through coaching. Hey that's, man, listen, Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl. Hey man. So all right, so you got Baltimore. I got New England. I'm not gonna lie. I, just because of pedigree, I'm I'm thinking Baltimore. Hopefully Baltimore. But I, I'm gonna go with New England. 
Baltimore can do it now. The code it is, that actually works out for Baltimore more than New England. Fuck that. Give me New England, man. It's cold, freezing up there. They got, they hitting hard. Tom Brady, old ass, he can't get off. He can't move. Give me Baltimore. Okay, so you got Baltimore and the Saints in the Super Bowl. Who you got? <laughs> in Atlanta. I want something like no hater. I think Baltimore can kick their ass. Not in no dome, they I think that bullet ball shit really do work. I really do. Like, you know me, I'm a whole bit throw the ball around every play person. But I think that bullet ball really will put people in their place. Not, not in no dome, it don't, I don't think. I think it's going to be a good one. I think that will be the ultimate class, like styles, like which style win. And I would bank on running game defense if they had, if I was showing a more capable quarterback. Like you mentioned, you don't want Lamar Jackson throwing a four. He don't have to throw 40 yards, but I need him to throw 20. I need him to have 20 attempts. And... I haven't seen that out of him, and I haven't seen that out of the coaching staff. So let's play this. Let's play this out. Let's say look, they do win the Super Bowl. Let's say Baltimore wins the Super Bowl. Does the league change? Right, one, one more second. In the playoffs, there's not one time that I would play that I would be playing against them or Chicago where I would not have nine in the box. Now, unless they're going trips, I would be playing man. I'll be stacking the box, and I'll be blitzing. That's how we playing now. I already have so much pressure. Like that just exposed me the way Denver did with Tim Tebow and Pittsburgh. When they had no safety down. Now I keep a safety. I keep me one safety up top. But I would. There's no way I would have at least eight in the box with it playing them. And there's no way I would be rushing at least two. I would be blitzing at least two from different angles, different positions, different everywhere else. From cornerback blitz. Like they have so many exotic blitzes. You would think the motherfucker came from Brazil, how exotic it would look. But I would, I would continuously, and that's what I think teams like Bill Belichick, that's what I think he'll do. I would, and Sean Payne, I would continuously blitz the shit out of Lamar Jackson and stack that box where you're not about to run his ball, and he's going to have to throw it. Because I don't trust your wide receivers either. So that's the only thing with Lamar Jackson. If you don't if you don't have a capable quarterback, I don't see how you pull that off. No. Now what were you gonna say? If they win, if Baltimore wins Super Bowl, do the trend change back in the NFL? Damn sure do. The fact that Baltimore, the fact that Baltimore and Chicago made it this far, trend started trend started changing in the NFL the last month. Teams start running that motherfucking ball. You even, well, you don't know if you watch our NFL like I watch it. You watch college more than that. But trends been changing. All that throwing the ball all over the place. That don't. That's how. That's how the Rams got off course. That's the other part of this now. Now hold on now. The last I checked, they still got Aaron Donald, don't they? Yeah. Still got Sue. Still got Peterson. Still got to leave. To leave, he back healthy. Hey man. If Sean McVay get back to that running game, because remember about the first 10 weeks, they were talking about Todd Gurley was in the MVP conversation. 
He got hurt in the last couple of weeks, but they started throwing more than running. They put the ball in Jerry Goff's hand and took it out of Ty Gurley's hand. You put that ball back in Ty Gurley's hand, hey, man, Saints don't make it out of here alive. That was the best running back this year, hands down. So think about that. You talk about the Sean McVay cut that gimmick bullshit out and go hard nose because he can play defense and he can run the ball. I mean, around defense was up there until he started the passing attack shit. If he do that, what? The Rams gonna be here. No. So you know what you got? What a time to be alive. Let's get some football going, baby. Saturday, let's get it in, D. DigitalDaren.com. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.